everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is Brandy J. Voices of Courage Walk the Talk. Today I have here with me an awesome guest. He is an author and ghostwriter and a full-time father. And he goes by the name of Hearn Carter. Did I get that all correct, Hearn? You got that perfectly <laughs> right. Thank you. I'm very excited. Me too, me too. Welcome, welcome, Karen. Oh, wow. So um, tell us about your, um, well, I was thinking you can, you could start off and let our audience just give them a little gist of who you are. And then we kind of, I kind of want to see what's going on with you as far as, because see what I got when I read all that, you know, that I read about you, I was very intrigued by how you explain things as far as when you want something and you're like kind of passionate about it, then you, you go for it. Yeah. You know? then you, you get it <laughs> you done you know and I liked how you you know explained it with your with your daughter and so if you could just let the listeners know you know who yeah. you are and, yeah. so um I am you said it in the beginning I am an author which is probably my most it's one of my proudest career achievements or it is my proudest career achievement is to be able to write um books like and 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 actually like see them physically into the world I think that's that's been an incredible journey that we could probably get into a little bit later but um but yes I'm also a a, a full-time dad I mean my daughter's 18 now she I've had full custody of her since she was 13 um wow. so it's been it's been uh, right before high school into her entire high school career she's now in her first year of college um, so it's, that's been a, a wild journey on how that actually came to be. Um, but then also, yeah, I do, I, I write full time. So that's a combination of ghostwriting, um, and other types of content creation for, for other brands. So ghostwriting is how I make the majority of the money that's through, um, helping people write their books. Um, usually they're memoir type books or not nonfiction books, um, typically but uh pretty much all types of books and also um I do I used to do a lot more copywriting uh which is basically like I, I mean the simple way to say it's like blogging for brands or creating content for for small businesses I should say um I used to do a lot of that that that's that's actually a pretty good a pretty good career if you want to stay in that lane but for me it, it just wasn't creative enough so that's why I'm more into the the goals writing now and, and stuff like that Cool. Pretty awesome. Okay. And so you were saying what you just said right now about um you said the blogging. Yeah. Um, like the like blogging personal blogging or like blogging for other people. Is that what you're talking about? Hello? Hey there, can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you now. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, you were saying that was a good area to say, like, stay in. It just wasn't creative enough for you, but you you would say that would be something that someone could, uh, if they like, they can make a good career out of that. Oh yeah, if you if you want to be uh, if you want to be a writer full time, most writers who are writing writing full time do copywriting. So that basically means that anything you see on um. Uh, a company's website or through their uh, their content strategy. So through their like blogging platform, if they're blogging or on their social media, um, that's written by a copywriter. Like copywriters are the ones that produce all of that content. Uh, a small business or a large business like banks, um, insurance companies, anything with health, um, 
car dealerships, any of those things that you see on commercials and stuff like that, those are all written by copywriters. Even commercials are actually written by copywriters. Um, that is lucrative. You get paid six figures. Like one of my contracts right now is actually six figures with a bank um, in, in Canada here um, just for copywriting. So it's, it's, it, it could be super lucrative because it's, it's about a brand's integrity. It's about um, how they want to express themselves publicly. Content right now is number one on everyone's list. Every organization's list is thinking about how they want to express themselves uh, carefully, creatively, um, but with impact. That's that's what they're thinking yeah. about, right? So, um, con copywriting is that's that's you. That's what you do as a copywriter. So, uh, yeah, I've done that for years. But like I said, like it does. There there are restrictions because you have to like operate within that um, brand's kind of um, uh, risk. Uh, let's call it risk, uh, I guess, threshold, you know, like what, what's their capacity for risk um, and, and capacity for actually saying things and, and engaging. So you, you, you do operate within some kind of boundaries and, and, and perimeter parameters, but at the same time, it's again, it's, 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 it's a real, it's a good way to earn income and for you to have the time and the space and the money that you can invest in more creative things like um, publishing books. Wow, pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah, I just lately been dibbing and dabbing here on writing um like ads and uh campaigns mm -hmm. for people. And so, you know, I just I was I never really thought of it on that I, you know, as far as money wise, I haven't gotten that far yet. I just was like, I can do this. <laughs> you know, oh, do like it, do it. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm like, yeah, I know, right? Start, you know, <laughs> gotta turn my hobbies into to money. There you go, there you go. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Well, yes, can you uh, your daughter? Like, how how was, um, how did you go about deciding to get custody of her? What, what was that like? Uh, that's an interesting question. So, I mean, it 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 was triggered by a few things it's just essentially though the the relationship with her mother was deteriorating both from my daughter and her mother and my me and her mother's um kind of perspective it was, it was deteriorating so um it just it just felt like when she was about 13 it was the right time for us to to take that step right time for me to take that step it's something that both me and my daughter didn't want um and I mean, it's 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 weird because in a way it's like, even if you're not together, I mean, I had a, my daughter when we were like, I was 18. She, my, my, her mother was, had just turned 18. Um, and I had just turned 19 when we had, when we had our daughter. So we were teenagers. Um, so we weren't together, but there, we did want to like, or at least I did want to keep the, the connection and the family together in a way, like at least um, functionally talking and stuff like that. So that is not, that was not the case with us. We weren't able to kind of keep cordial with each other at all. And like I said, the the relationship just got to a point where it became unbearable, and it was just too hostile for everybody. So that's really why I filed for custody. And uh, even when I filed, the lawyers like, man, like, why don't you just wait till your daughter's sixteen, then she could decide who she wants to be with? Because like ninety five ninety five percent of the time, fathers lose. So that you're going to waste a bunch of money, and you're probably going to lose anyway. So. He actually tried to deter me from from doing it, and I and the first time I actually I listened to him, I was like, "All right, forget it. I'm not going to do it." But then I was like, "No, this is something I want," so I kind of pursued it. And um, I mean, 
long story short is it i mean god is good right the universe is good so um yeah. i was able to get to get custody and me and my daughter have lived beautifully ever since wow amazing so i take it your daughter she she knows the story and uh is happy with, with, with obviously the choice that you made yeah she is extremely happy and and um i mean she's it, it's when she was 10 years old i remember um, i told her that uh you know, when you get to high school, me and you are going to live together. Don't worry about it. Like, I just said it because she was, like, crying. Like, she had to go back to her mom's house. And she was crying and crying. She's like, I don't want to go back. And I was like, chill, you got to go back. You got to go. You know, you'll come back, uh, like, a couple of days, you know. But she was just really, really kind of going off. So I was like, listen, I promise you, when you get to, before you get to high school, we're going to be living together on our own. I just said it really kind of just to make her be quiet. But then she's like, mm. you promise? And I'm like, yes, I promise. And I mean, obviously, like, I didn't plan it like that. That was just like in the moment type thing. But it's weird how it, it worked out like that. So I say that to say that this is something that we both wanted for a long time. Um, and I actually just recently put out a series called My Failures as a Father. Um, I have this newsletter called Love and Literature, and, and I, I used it to talk about like all of that story, that like parenting story and how I came to get full custody and how it was, how difficult it was and, and all the kind of emotional stuff we've gone through. So I put it out publicly. So my daughter, I told my daughter, like, OK, this chapter is about this. So get ready. You know, like, mm -hmm. so she kind of has a vibe, but she, she knew like most of the stories that were in there. Um, she lived it. You know, that's the thing about having a child young. Like they, they experienced, like we, we grew up together, you know, so she experienced everything yeah. I experienced. Oh, that's so awesome. Wow. So does she happen to be into like writing at all either to take it after you? She's into art. She does fashion. She's in school for fashion and um, fashion and art business, business yeah. of fashion and art design, something like that. Uh, so she's into fashion art, not not exactly writing, although she is a good writer. She's she's more focused on the the fashion side. Okay, creativity still there. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's gonna start. <laughs> she got it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Hmm. Wow. So for you, uh, has with with that uh, with with that being said, have you gotten a lot of um, people when you wrote that book that um that was you know read it or that reached out or you know what i mean asked you for like advice like did that were you, were you able to see how it helped others um the piece i just released recently yeah the, well, the one you refer yeah referring to um with your daughter oh yeah 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 it's called yeah it's i released it through a newsletter yeah and yeah to be honest i was planning to release because um, I had like five chapters, right? And I was planning to release mm -hmm. one every month because it was I released it on Substack, which is like this uh, pretty new platform. So I was like, oh, I'm not sure yeah, how people are going to like, yeah, <laughs> check it out. I wasn't sure how people were going to react. Usually it's for, Substack's more for like journalists and stuff like that. So I just thought, oh, I could use it in this new cool way and kind of see how people react to it to kind of tell like the, these like suspenseful chapter stories where like I leave people on cliffhangers and just try to use it in a different way. So after I released the first one, the the reaction was so incredible that I was like, no, forget it. I can't wait another month to put this out. I got to put this out every week. So then I released it. I start, I released it every week, and I just um, we ended up doing it for um, for the every every Sunday in February. Um, I was able to release a chapter, and and there were their feedback and the response honestly was like really really. I've written two books before um, that have sold like. 5,000 copies accumulated totally in total. And the response from this recent five chapter 
um, newsletter was more incredible than any response I've received from any of my two books. And I thought those books were damn good. But <laughs> the newsletter just got, it was so raw and so honest. And it was real. The, the books I've written was fiction. So like this was real. And because people, I guess people just really kind of, um, they, they connected to the rawness and reality and just openness of it, you know, because I was talking about like my relationship with my mom and my dad and I was going back in time and like I was really going deep, you know, and, and being like super, super real. So I think people just, it felt, it was like drama a little bit, you know, like I think people were just into the drama of it a little bit, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, people like drama. <laughs> <laughs> they do, they do. They, it, was like, it was like watching, it was like watching reality TV, you know, it was like guilty pleasure type thing. <laughs> Oh boy! So, so your two novels were those? Those two was that the Beauty Scars and Thoughts of a Practical? Yes, those exactly. Those are okay. my two novels. Okay, wow. So those were your two. What were those? Um, where did you where did you get inspired with each one of those? So Thoughts of a Fractured Soul was the first book I wrote. That one really, um, I kind of. I kind of because of my first book I was like I don't know what I want to write I just know like I've always wanted to be an author so um, like since I was a kid like I wrote my first book when I was eight years old so I've always wanted to be an author but when I started writing I was like oh I was like what am I going to write about so I kind of use my life as a reference point although it's fictional it's still like there are a lot of um, like instances in there that are very real like the char main character like had a child young and you know what I'm saying like had a single mother like there's things in the aspects of it that are that are kind of real but the the core of the story is just about um what it is to to kind of be a teenage father but also like what what it is to be like young and ambitious and just like making mistakes all the time and feeling like the mistakes that you're making are going to destroy your life like that's what the character is going through and I want to tell that story so I just used my life as inspiration and I just like looked at my life and said what would my life look like if I failed you know if I made the wrong, wrong decisions instead of the right decision so that was that was kind of thoughts of a fractured soul and for beauty scars beauty scars was a lot more imagination it was I, I still use like a period of my life that I was kind of going through stuff but I, I imagined much more like it wasn't closely tied to my life as as the first book but it was just really about um this young girl um named Treasure and she she gets into an accident so it's a little bit like of a, a touch of fantasy of magical realism we call it in, in literature so she gets into an accident and instead of becoming scarred she actually becomes more beautiful so I tell a story of a, a, a girl that like literally never had beauty before or understood what beauty meant. And then like all of a sudden becomes beautiful and has this power and what that means um, and how that impacts the rest of her life, you know? And, and subsequently I tell another story, like at the same time, like within that story, um, she uh, it's, it's really a love story at the core of it because it's about um, these two, this young girl, obviously treasure, and then this other boy who is, they dream of each other. So like they literally kind of grow up dreaming of each other and see each other in their dreams and they're able to speak in their dreams. And then when treasure moves to the city, they actually meet in real life and they have this like blossoming relationship that turns tumultuous and, and goes kind of hectic after that. So it's, it's at both a love story and a coming of age story um, that's kind of steeped a little bit in magical realism. So um, that one was more imaginative. It was much more for my like, oh, what would this story? What can I? How can I imagine outside of my life more so than um, kind of using my life as a reference point? Hmm, I like that. I like that. I think I like being outside of the rock. Hmm. Okay. So I want to ask ask you what 
okay, so this is what I was going to ask you. And then as I listened more to you, this, this is tell me if I'm right or wrong. So I was going to ask you, uh, like, what challenges um, did you face during, you know, um, being a, a father and also, you know, as your venture on um, writing? But it kind of sounds like to me, and also where did you get your your passion for, you know, but it sounds like to me through your struggles, that's how you basically use that to apply to going for what you wanted versus, you know, letting them, you know, secure you because, you know, yeah. you use that as your, you know, inspiration to go for what you wanted. Totally. I, I would say that's right. <laughs> I, would, I would definitely say that's accurate. I, I just don't, I would say first, like, for me like i i focus more on on the love than i do the hate like i know people say like haters drive me and blah blah blah. like i've received more love than hate so i focus more on that first of all so that's like my mindset is kind of steeped in that but also me i i see obstacles so i'd be lying if i say i don't see obstacles i obviously face obstacles but to me once i set my mind on something and that something feels like it's come from a place where it's like deep inside me where it feels like I have no choice but to get what I want or to, to, to express that feeling or to go after that feeling. There's really nothing that's going to stop me from making that happen. Like I just, I, I, I already see it happening. Like I've already seen um, before. I, I just got a publishing deal earlier this year. I, I saw this, like I saw that moment for years. Like I pictured it in my mind and how it would look and how it would feel and how it would celebrate. Like I, I saw that in my mind, you know, but um, I'm someone who's also very patient and very deliberate. So I knew getting a publishing deal is like, it's nearly impossible, especially for someone who doesn't have like 100,000 followers or something like that. So it, it, it was very difficult, but I knew it would take time. So in the meantime, I just made sure I was knocking out other small goals. Like I want to be a full-time freelance writer. I ended up doing that. I want to make six figures off writing. I ended up doing that. I want to be able to, there's this place in Toronto uh, called Queen West where I want to live. I ended up moving down there. So like I made sure that as I, I had, I held that deep vision, my grand vision of becoming a, a, a published author in my mind. Um, I still took those other steps. I still, the first thoughts were fractured, sold and sold and beauty scars are self-published books. I put those books out myself, right? Even though I sold like, again, like thousands of copies, it still wasn't my ultimate goal of becoming a published author and having, you know, a publisher, a publishing house being like, Hey, we believe in you so much that we're, we're willing to pay for your manuscript, which I think is like a different level of val validation. So I did all of those things. Um, knowing that one day that I'm going to reach my ultimate goal of becoming published. And so when it happened this January, I was definitely grateful and humbled. But at the same time, I expected this to happen. Like, I I don't, like, I I plan things. No okay. doubt. Yeah, there was no <laughs> doubt. Even in my worst moments where I was like, oh, this is taking so long. And, oh, this is so frustrating. Oh, like, I, I, I had a literary agent that I lost her. So I was like, still, there's still frustrating moments. Don't get me wrong, but I've never doubted that the time would come and so now like when I think to myself like all right I'm here and now I want to be like one of the most accomplished writers in the world and authors in the world and, and sell millions of books like in my mind it's already done it's just a matter of like taking the steps to make sure it happens you know yeah that's awesome sounds like a lot of um um like you already claim it you, you you think of it and you are you claim it you know it's like man uh power like manifestation like you see it you claim it you know you're gonna have it there's no doubt it's just now about you know what i mean instead of like some people might think like if i sit here it will come. <laughs> you know you, now let me take the steps to go out so i can go meet 
let me go meet my future kind of oh i love that yeah the word claim is perfect (laughs) that is exactly what it is i never thought about it like that but claim is is exactly it and then yeah and just like here let me meet my future that that was i'm gonna i might steal that from you okay (laughs) i'll give you credit an advertiser you would do you know how much money for though a line like that you could get paid like so much it's ridiculous how much you get paid to come up with one line like that it's crazy i gotta try that out Uh go for those big clients they'll they'll, they always need something (laughs) (laughs) right i think i'm gonna go meet carby i love it i love it (laughs) yeah just like listening to you like i've always been a believer of like like you know me and with podcasting and the other things like i i know that i want these things and i have to do whatever it takes to achieve them and i am but listening to you you know what i mean it, it uh inspires me to you know what i mean to because i think it's very important that you know some people we always say stay positive stay positive and it becomes just like something people mm-hmm. say just to, just keep up the morale or whatever but it's like truly something you have to do it's kind of like train yourself I think mentally train your brain to do it because it's so easy to not and to let things like things are always going to come your way that might try to knock you down but it's like you just gotta like still just stay positive yeah you know and I would say it's not even so much about staying positive like I think I think people should like get into the emotions of it like if you if you feel rejected feel rejected if you feel sad that that opportunity didn't work out feel sad but what's important is that you should let those other emotions drive you instead of like overcome you you know like it, it, it shouldn't be like oh like that that hit was too much for me to take and I can't move on move forward no like feel sad feel rejected feel like crap but then like use that use that feeling that you have to be like uh-uh, I'm gonna keep going and I'm never want to feel like this again so what do I have to do to be better to get better and improve and and take like one step like more or to go one step further than I already that I already am right now. Like I think people are afraid to take steps. Like people just want to kind of, you know, jump on the elevator or whatever, if that's the right analogy, um, yeah. instead of kind of take some steps. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not afraid to take steps. I'm, yep. I'm very cool with that. Awesome. Not being afraid. Yes, yes. No fear. Just, just, just do, do it. it. <laughs> I always tell people like that saying Donald Trump had. He said, "What do you got to lose?" I was like, "Well, I mean." He, yeah, yeah, he's right. He's right. He's right. He's right. Can I knock him for that one? <laughs> totally. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I really dig um your 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 view, your way of thinking. You know, because I did a podcast um, not that long ago about perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it seemed, and that's that's really true. Like our perspective of things, you can you know, can, will change everything, you know, you could be in a situation with someone with the same exact, you know, um, whatever, the, you know, the cause of the situation you ha- you're having, and yours could turn out just completely different just by your thinking, mm-hmm. the way you think, you know, how you view it, and because that'll decide what you Agreed. So true. So, yeah, wow. So what, what would be something that you would tell uh, someone that's trying to pursue uh writing, acting, singing, whatever it is that they're trying to do, what would be the the key factor you would say in their, basically, I guess their attitude? Um, I would say like probably a couple of things. I would say get really good at what you do first. Like don't skip being great at what you do. Like there's, there are a lot of 
writers out there, right? And there, or or whatever your art is, or whatever your your creative passion is. Um, so you have to find a way to separate yourself. And one way to separate yourself is by quality, like being really, really good at it. So like take time to invest in yourself, the, the invest money, invest time and invest resources to help you get better. So that that's number one, I would say for sure. Um, number two, I would say um, don't get too caught up on like um, trying to trying to like the simple way to say it is like please everybody like you what you're whatever you're creating is going to have an audience your job is to find that audience and there's an audience for damn near everything out here so that your job really is about yeah. finding that audience and then once you find that audience just like really speaking directly to them um so so they could so they could gravitate to, to that message you don't need 20 million followers to to make a living doing what you're doing you know you just really need a a, a a dedicated fan base that's that's willing to to listen or buy or um, attend a workshop or whatever you're doing or like buy your book like whatever whatever that is listen to your podcast like you just need a dedicated group of people to really do that and then it's up to you to figure out how to leverage that community into opportunities that are 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 monetary that will earn you some income like that's that's your job so i would say build community first before anything else um and what else would I say? I think those those two things are are like super important. Um, yeah, off the top of my head, I think those two things are the most important. I had I think I had one more, but I can't remember right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Pop up my head. Like, oh, Brandy, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yeah, that's that's um uh, that's that's some really good. Like, so have you written a like on these very things that we're talking about mm -hmm. right now? Have you written like written anything? Like, because I'm just saying because what you're saying to me like these actual things are really like residing with me. I'm like taking them in. Yeah, know? I've written on it specifically for writers. So I've written like if you check out my cry blog on on Medium, I have a magazine called Cry Magazine. Um, I talk about I talk about stuff like that. So um, how to you know, how to sell thousands of books without having thousands of followers. I talk about that. I talk about um, uh, different like marketing strategies for indie authors. I talk about um, dealing with rejection. Uh, I talk about all that stuff. Like everything, everything I'm talking about now is, is on that blog, either by me or by another contributor because we have like dozens of contributors. But by me specifically, yeah, for sure, you could get that on 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 Cry Magazine. Uh, I, it's, it's just for me, and that's free too, by the way. It's just It's just like, I think it's important that that we oh okay here's the other thing <laughs> I do remember I think it's important <laughs> that we don't downplay the emotional elements of being a creative so as much as it's important to like I said before be like really great technically at what you do like learn the skills that's important um understand the emotional part of it too like because that will that will stop you before the technical skills stop you like you could be really good at it right now but because you're not prepared emotionally to deal with um 80 literary agents if you're a writer 80 literary agents telling you no like you know and getting rejected 80 times which i've been rejected more than that um if you're not good with some one of your clients telling you oh i don't like that change it like if you take that personally um if you're not patient like all these things like if you're not if you don't understand the emotional elements of what it means to be creative you will 
not survive like if you're thin-skinned you will just not it's just not meant for you you know what i'm saying it's just it, you will crumble uh-huh. you will crumble you know <laughs> so you have to be like super super ready for for all the emotional stuff that comes with it um and the other piece to oh my gosh okay i'm remembering everything now the other piece to add this is a, to answer your last question so i'm sorry for listeners listening to this this must be so confusing for everybody but <laughs> the when you ask me about like what i think is important for um, creatives to know and think about right now specifically writers or or whatever or but this applies to any creative i think um understanding technology and understanding new technology and understanding how to use platforms like that is the the like it's so 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 important because understand finding where and how to release your work digitally online is like the the difference between can make the difference between success and failure like if i did not release my newsletter through substack i would not have had i would not be having the success, the success i'm having right now it wouldn't it even be possible it took me months i took months to just study substack to study how it works who uses it um who makes the most money off of it how they make the most money off of it like i studied it right and then i was like okay here is how i want to use it and i used it in a unique way to tell a, a story that i've already had for like over a year i already had that story written so i could have released it right away but i figured out how to actually use it and release it in a way that is is not totally unique but it's 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 fairly rare on substack anyway so people enjoyed it and had success like you need to understand how to use technology how to use these new platforms um and 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 leverage them especially when they're new or if there's a new feature out in an older platform like how do you leverage those things um and don't worry about getting caught up in like let's use all of them no like find an opportunity find where your niche is and jump on it like i'm not popular on instagram at all but on my on my blog on on medium on my crime magazine i have thousands of followers there you know so it's like i could either be like oh man i don't have i don't have any followers really on instagram or i could be like no wait i have this community over here that listens and sends me emails and is very responsive and i'm building um over here let me focus on them you know what i'm saying so it's it's just really about understanding yeah. where your where your audience is and, and being able to use technology and platforms yeah yeah that's very interesting that you say that because that's what i've been um i've been realizing lately you know, with the whole uh, and um, Android, and then like uh, the apps or the casting apps that are on uh, mm-hmm. on the Apple, and it's like two different worlds when I go back and forth because you know some Apple doesn't always offer what's on mm-hmm. Android, vice versa. But I'm noticing like the the streaming and the live casting I do on some apps over on Apple, I have this really huge, huge, you know, what I mean like response mm-hmm. and fan base. And then on the other side, which I where I'm always at and where I've been growing my my brand and my my podcast that not as much not as interactive because you know the interactive part of it shows me that mm. listening you know what I mean you're interested and that and that's what I get you know over you know from from those from that audience I know what they're thinking yeah you know, I know that you know they're following me and so I'm just like yeah so then you got to make the you got to make decisions yeah. <laughs> on it to figure out how to how to do it but it's it's the fact that you're you're even aware of that you're already winning because now you're going to be able to figure out how to make a decision um that's that's important yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> wow so have you ever um did that let me probably ask this make sure i didn't ask you didn't tell me this already 
but have you ever done any audio no before? i haven't done any audio which is coming which is coming though um i am i am doing on the same um substack platform with my newsletter which the love and literature newsletter i told you before there's audio capabilities so you could actually yeah there's there audio is? capabilities so i could actually we're sending out we've actually sent out another series of stories called the making of alexis valdez so after my failures as a father story we came with another series um that just finished this sunday we have another one coming out so what our next step is once we get comfortable releasing these stories every sunday is to offer it as audio and that's when we're going to charge people because right now we're it's free but as soon as we get right with the technology like i was telling you before we have to figure out the technology and study that we're gonna we're gonna um kind of hire someone as a consultant to make sure that we understand the technology like really well and can use it really well but once we get over that bridge it's we're going to start offering that so you can listen to the stories every sunday morning right now people read them at a higher rate like our 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 most popular stories at ten over it's at eleven thousand views right now in four weeks, um, so we're doing really well on that. But you know, so we're community building still. But once we figure out again, like the technology and we're able to use the audio point part uh, part, so you can listen to it, we're gonna start charging and trying to make some money. You know. Wow, wow. So you know, I have a, a Substack account. I don't use it. I kind of just been like, I'll go in and I'll look up, you know, just do this mess around with it. But I kind of been, you know. I don't really know, you know, I mean, much of the features or anything like that. So that's why I haven't really done anything with it. I was just, it was when I came across it, I was like, oh, and I made an account. I was like, I, I can use that for something. And yeah, the medium, I, I did something, but, I, you know, I'm still learning how to, you know what I mean? I read every, you know, I like to read others too, so I can, you know, see what, and there was another one too, but I haven't really done anything with it. I'm kind of learning, but. Yeah, take your time though. Take your time. Like all that stuff is is there's no rush with that stuff. Like you should like again. I told you I, I was on Substack for months before I used it. Like I I I no idea seemed like came to my mind right away that would work. And I really wanted to work Substack because I again it was for me it was ideal because new technology. People are still like people when something's new. There's no like expectation for how you should use it yet. So people would be more open to different kind of ways. So I knew like I had a little bit of time still. So. I mean, I take my time with that stuff. Like once, once, as long as you're studying how to use it and, you know, you have your, your content creator clearly. So like, you're going to be like, okay, I can see, you know, you're going to finally figure out like, okay, this makes sense to be on Substack. Let me, let me hit it up now. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. This is going to make for a really good, good, good episode. Cause you know, there's so many content creators, you know, out here and, um, yeah, this is something that we all content creators are always, I think, looking for uh, mm -hmm. more to learn and to be able to go to that next level or something that they're they're missing. You know, it's always, it's definitely, always something. definitely, yeah, yeah. Hmm. What would you say is the biggest thing in content creating? What is like the the number one thing as a content creator that one should like like a rule? Oh yeah, you know. Um. <laughs> The do like one do okay one do in content creating um um do uh do make sure you like know what you're talking about <laughs> you know and do make sure you know like right. your, like know your know your know your industry like you know like I think sometimes people get on um and cre they're creating content that 
people are already finding somewhere else and there's no new real perspective or spin to it you know like this is this is this is content and online you could find the same stuff everywhere like what what makes it specific to you so do figure out like why your content is valuable and unique i would say that and i would say don't be afraid to test so at the same time as you're figuring out if you if you're doing something you're realizing it's not working do something else like you know like try something else like don't be afraid right. to test things give <laughs> things enough time to see if it's working and, and don't just totally abandon your original idea but test test like one thing at a time so i would say like suppose you're, you have a podcast on on how to cook lasagna um you know like test like run that podcast for a while see what happens like just do it normally but then like change the time of day and do that for a month maybe uh you know like you were releasing it every sunday at 10 o'clock in the morning try releasing it every saturday and see what if that gives you more um views and then if that doesn't work then change one other thing be like okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna still do saturdays because saturdays gave me like a little bit more views but now like i'm gonna change instead of lasagna i'm gonna talk about meatballs like test one thing at a time so you get the right information so you know which thing is actually helping or not helping but don't be afraid to test. This is a long game. This is not like content creation is very few people that you're, you're gonna go viral right away. Like, I think you should just take the viral aspect out of your mind and think about, take content creation, like brand building, like business building. Like, you know, businesses take a while before they're profitable. Like, and there are some businesses right now that you, that are huge, that have barely ever been profitable, like Spotify, um, that has only had like a couple of quarters in their entire um, existence where they've actually been profitable so it's really about like building brand uh thinking about like long-term success thinking about what the what what your what your uh your your goals are you know but like taking the time to test and not really don't worry about something not working right away it's it's if you're if you're in it you're in it for for the long run, or you should be in it for the long run anyway yeah most definitely most definitely Wow, I appreciate all the information you gave. It's such a great energy. You Thank know, you. Too. So <laughs> you can tell you love what you do. You know, I think that's very important when we like yeah. talk about what we do stuff and you're sharing or whatever. Like even me doing a podcast, like yes, you have to, you can't, you know, people like it's more, I guess it's a big difference when you're like, and you knew do like that, yeah, yeah. And then we, <laughs> yeah, I told you. Know? you. It's kind of so like, like slap and be like, wake up, wake up. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's like you say you love yeah, it. You exactly, don't exactly. Like it. <laughs> no, I definitely, I love, I love everything I do, and I, and and you're right. You're absolutely right. It's very important that you do because it's just not always going to work out, man. It's going to be. You're going to have rough days, and if you don't love it, then. It, it's not it feels like it's not worth it and i've never like again even on my worst days i've never felt that it's not worth it and if it does become i reach the point where i feel like it's not worth it then i'll, I'll stop yeah, yeah exactly choice, you know? <laughs> wow well, i do appreciate appreciate you and all um you got me thinking uh but i, I know that if you ever have the time or we had listeners that possibly want to do a q a or anything hopefully you could come back and um hang out yeah and, you know 100 and and send okay. me um i i think um send me the link well, i know you're going to send me obviously the link to this when you're done but um i'm, I'm really curious to go listen to the rest of your show, your shows your episodes because this has been really fun so i'm i'm guessing your others have been just yeah, as good so i'm gonna sure. go check them out 
Yes, I have over 300, 300 shows, but I have more than that because kind of a, when I began, I'm like my second year, like a hot mess, but I, I held it up. But I have a lot of podcast shows, like, so I have this one with like 300, I think 300 episodes now. And then I have other sites with other um, podcasts because I'll get an idea in my head. And be like, oh, I'm that. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. That's what we should do. Like, you got you, you want to do something, just do it. Like, you know, it sounds you're having fun. And to me, it sounds from my end anyway, like you're having fun. So why the hell not? <laughs> my son's like, you're doing that again. I'm like, yeah, doing this again. <laughs> some people play and some people <laughs> Good call. I never thought, oh, I'm going to, you know, there's two things I'll steal from you today. I'm sorry. Those are two calls. Some people play Candy Crush and some people dot, dot, dot. I love that. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know, but hey, see, just some people look at it like it's a, like a, like, what are you doing? That's again. I'm like, yeah, exactly. This one. Like, I'm I'm enjoying it. Look, I can be out here doing other things, and then you still say something. I could be on the corner waiting yeah. for the door to open to get a beer, or yeah. I could be out here doing, <laughs> you know, just anything that somebody would come in. I'm doing something. Exactly. Just life. leave me alone. Let me do my thing. I'm not hurting nobody, and I'm loving it. So. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, I appreciate you so much, and I'm pretty. I I can totally tell that your daughter. She loves, I mean, she, I, not even if, I mean, just <laughs> what I'm saying is <laughs> from the sounds of, you know, from, from what I'm hearing and, and talking with you that your daughter adores you because just, you just, you you can tell you're just such a, like a really kind and just like. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> and, and, and it's effort. Like I really do try to be a good person and I try to make my daughter know that that's okay to be a good person because there's a lot of bad stuff happening out there, but it's okay to be good and work on yourself. So thank you. I definitely appreciate that. And I love being on your show. Thank (laughs) you. And if you could do us a favor and let our listeners know where they could find you in social media links or anything. So they want to, you know, check uh, my, my website is currentcarter.com K E R N carter.com. That everything will be there, but then also my all my handles are Current Carter. So if you want to go on Instagram, Twitter, or whatever, it's all Current Carter. And uh, what's hap- what I really want the listeners to check out right now is Love and Literature. It's a newsletter on Substack. Go subscribe; it's free. Um, we tell like real life stories every single Sunday, um, and they're like in chapters. So it's like it's almost like uh, like watching episodes of your of a reality TV show. So definitely go check it out. Love and Literature on Substack. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna check that out. <laughs> well, I appreciate you so much, and I had a great time too. I'm happy I know. We got it together there. <laughs> we, stuck with it. Stuck know? with it. Thank you, Brandy. I appreciate this. <laughs> yes, yes, and everybody, thank you for tuning in. This is Kern Carter, and definitely check him out. He'll be back today to um, share some more with us. And thank you for listening. Peace out.